back to Shoot the Bit. This is Lewis. This is Greg. And this is Chris. So Greg's actually here today. Yeah, it's great. Joint. We told everybody you were dicking with a Drupal oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, project no, last was, week. How'd that oh go? Um, well, Drupal 6 is uh, ter- <laughs> terrible. You're like two behind, aren't you? Even, yeah. No, even Drupal probably the latest probably sucks ass. I don't know. They're, they're, we're like two versions behind. I think 8's coming out soon or is out soon. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I was trying to get domains to work, multiple domains. Yeah. I was going about it the wrong way, even though it works the way I was doing it. But then we've got a Drupal does this fun thing where you can do either a domain based or language prefix based. And what that means is your URL is the same URL, except at the very front it says like slash en or slash es or slash whatever the language code you were using. Oh, I've seen that where it says slash en us. Which is, you know, great because that completely ruins your SEO because, you know, you've you've effectively moved every important part of your URL down. Oh, one over, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they were like, "Uh, can we like have domains but also keep the one site that also has the URL prefixes? So we're like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll get that working. So So they ruined their SEO they've... I mean, it's working now. Yeah, it's working now. It's just... I don't understand why people just don't use... Um, was it internationalization? Was it... Uh, oh, no, we were I, using I, that. And that was one of the main ways I was actually getting different domains to work was, like, I had to create a new language for each domain I wanted to use. And, uh, was it... Is, uh, the, is it I18N I, I yep. standard? I18N. What is it? And, like, what does Microsoft use? Like, R-List or something really bizarre? <laughs> like, Probably. some weird, like, shit equivalent to, like, a P-List. Yeah. File or something bizarre. So yeah, that's that's why I was gone last week. But uh, I'm here now. <laughs> well, it's back. No more, no more Drupal. So good actually, speaking of uh, CMSs, like um, that sounds shitty. But um, was it? We've used a lot of shitty CMSs that we've had to deal with in the past. Was it T4? Is actually T4 is one of the better ones. Actually, to be honest, I liked it. It was, it was I mean, way better than it was. It was way better than Ectron. It oh, was yeah. way Ectron. We're, have you used Ectron? Ectron's right? Yeah. It's, well, yeah, but you've, have you used it? No. I am convinced that the, the two brothers, the two brothers that made it, are were just trolling everybody, and they were like out to make like the shittiest um, CMS they, pro- they possibly could. And then people were like, "Oh, this is great! Industry industry, industry standard now." You just convinced a bunch it, of co- corporations to buy it. And yeah, then, it was, it's. Dog shit, dude! It is fried dog. Like, what's shit. so bad about it? Like, what? Greg, you want to eliminate? You've had to deal <laughs> you want to start? Most of the pains of this. I mean, it, you, I I mean know, I, it I, wants I, to be a part of your project, I guess. So you have to install a bunch of like DLLs alongside it. So you have to compile DLLs into it. So if you change the level of .NET that doesn't work with your Ectron distribution, then you have to deal with a like like let's say it's built into the DLLs of the project themselves, and you have to decompile it, especially if you don't have the license. You have to decompile the, the DLLs, install the new Ectron, recompile the, the code, and then launch it and shit like that. So you run into things like that. Oh um, but, uh, you, can, you can get around that by just having its own like instance in IIS that it's running under. So yeah, you it's, can do it's, that. it's oh. like its own project that it has to, you know, and then... I'm running on its own port and stuff. So that's that's the, that's probably like a better way to do it. I mean, it's like, a cleaner way. That way you can just like yeah. scrap it and upgrade it and you're like, all right. Well, but then like all the all the numerations are going to be off, aren't they? Well, yeah, and run it. So, and I mean, the only way I've really gotten it to work is using... Um, so they use enumerations and stuff, but um, the way I've gotten to work was the only time it was clean for me was I had a buffer, like a file, like dedicated to mapping between um, the the enumerations and the um, the name of the content that I was going to use in the view, and I used it with ASP.NET MVC. Yeah. So it actually worked out kind of cleanly, and I was like, oh, that wasn't that bad. But 
some of the content was in web forms from one of the projects we were using. That was bad. It's the uh, worst. And bro. then there was like the Cold Fusion integration for like some. Oh, that was <sighs> dog shit. Cold, Cold Fusion is horrible, dude. There's people that it's swear terrible. by it. There's like whole communities of oh like people gosh. in the fifties. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like all they, they inline have, like, server side crazy stuff, stuff too. Oh, it's so just, bad. Just CF aboard everything. CF aboard everything. Fine. But so yeah, I saw. Um, uh, Josh had posted on Facebook he was looking for Drupal developers you know uh, and yeah, I said like oh was... you should look like you should check in like self-harm support groups <laughs> self-harm support groups. nobody liked it I don't think anybody thought it was very funny because then there were a bunch of guys like hey give me a call <laughs> <laughs> oh my god That's so like... funny. give me a call and I'm very happy with my life right now yeah. <laughs> everything's great Drupal's rad oh my god no one said no light. one ever yeah. yeah no I in fact I have a client right now that I'm she has a Drupal site, a blogger site, and some third like flash based site or whatever. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to merge them all together, you know? Oh, that sounds, um, sounds, terrible. sounds terrible. So I'm trying to get content out of the Drupal thing, mm-hmm. like without contacting the current developer. You know what I mean? Just yeah, 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 she's like, eh, I'm not satisfied with it or whatever. Um, and it's proving to be like borderline impossible. Yeah, I can't figure some Drupal of that, out. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, pretty Drupal, bad. You're, you are bouncing between their like web portal, the like uh, database backend, and the like PHP files. And yeah. it's like if you you try it in one, if it doesn't work there, you try it in the other. Yeah, there's, there's like three <laughs> places where it could fail. It's a lot of trial and error. Yeah. yeah, and then there's like the there's the DB layer too, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like oh, it is just god awful. But. Um, there is some good news. I found a CMS that isn't crap. Uh, it's called Comfy Mexican Sofa. Dude, I was I was actually at Rob's house when Josh mentioned that to him. Dude, it is so slick. And I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" It, so it's it's it's, it's legit. A gem. It's, a, it's ge- a gem. It's a ruby gem. Yeah. So you install this ruby gem, and then you set up some like like you set up two lines in the in the config routes. And then you just make um, you make a reference uh, to it on the front end based on the label on like labels or something. I don't know. It's like it's uh, pretty simple. And you just you, just, you said uh, you give it the ID and you're like load this ID con- content from Comfy Mexican Sofa, and then it's just inlined. And then so you can give like uh, as much. Obviously, you still run into some of the issues that you're running with the CMS if like someone inlines some like bad HTML, it's gonna break and shit like that. But mm-hmm. um, for the most part, it does the whole setup for you in the background, like all the pages where the, for templating and all that stuff. You don't have to write it yourself. I mean, uh, obviously, crazy. Yeah, this looks pretty cool. Yeah, I'm obviously, looking at the GitHub repo is, is it? It's comfortable Mexican sofa. Comfy Mexican sofa, or it's or made made by yeah yeah yeah, 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 comfy comfortable Mexican sofa. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like if you buy a CMS, you don't have to write like the pages yourself, or you shouldn't have to. But um, so like you, that's like the biggest perk, right? And so they have that, which is like the like the biggest part. Because like, I've written custom CMSs before, and yeah, it's, it's kind of annoying. You have to do the forms. And blah, yeah, blah. yeah, yeah. But um, so that, that it just does it, sets it up, integrates it, and you're ready to rock and roll. So I was like, oh shit, this is amazing. So what's the advantage of something like that over, say, WordPress or whatever? Just that you have a lot more control over... Uh, I don't know, man. Like, Drupal lets you, like, dig into, like, some really, like, fine, like, fine-grained stuff, but it's, like, based on PHP. It's, like, kind of clunky and janky. Xron has the DLL issues, and the interface is not, like, intuitive at all. Mm-hmm. This interface is, like, simple. Like, you want to add content, here's your, fu- uh, you know, create a template or, like, or have a template. It's, like, not overly engineered. It's very, 
very simple. And it's going to cover like 80 to 90% of the stuff that whatever your client's going to want. That's cool. So, yeah, so I'm actually using that for... Does it have, like, a blog feature and stuff like that, or...? Uh, I don't know. I haven't used it too much, but I know that, like, when I, like, set it up, I was like, oh, this is... This it's just, is, like, it's a very... Yeah, it's like... it's, like, it's, a, it's to, to let a client manage their own content. Yeah, it's very... Fl- so it's just, like, here's your CMS portion. You slash admin, log in, do your thing. And this is where the stuff is going to map to. And, like, if you want some more stuff, like, let me know. I'll set up a page for you. I'll put in the things that you want to actually, like, update the content for. Mm-hmm. And then they can do the rest. So it's just the initial, like, page setup. And then they can edit their content, add content, and so on. So is, is the page, like, is it is it complicated to add a page, like, from a client perspective? I don't think it is. Uh, yeah. Or should I mean, it be? I'm looking at the kind of, like, sidebar they've got right here. They've got sites, layouts, pages, snippets, and files. So essentially, it's, Sounds you know, pretty, yeah, you've, you've got your sites. You've got the, the layouts for each of your or that contain the pages the pages and then the like snippets that will go into a page and so it basically basically when a client wants a cms they want wordpress but they don't want to use wordpress mm-hmm. and that's basically <laughs> what this is this is basically like the word like look at it that's wordpress right like that's, yeah. that's oh pr- yeah that's pretty freaking close right okay. so it's a nice way it's a, it's a nice way to like give your client a wordpress like type cms thing that they want Mm-hmm. That they everybody wants. They just don't want to admit that they want that because yeah. they, they want to feel special. So you build their, their custom site. You build. So you build them. The you custom put their site. logo on it. Like, yeah. Oh. You build. You get a designer. You design their site. You give them their custom feel, and then you add this thing on the back end. And so I guess it makes it a little bit more robust than WordPress. Your host, and then you're hosting it wherever you're hosting it. Yeah. So they get a bit more customized. I guess because WordPress is kind of rigid, right? I mean, I've seen people do some crazy shit with it, but it's still like you know. You don't have to do any of that workaround bullshit. It's like you have a clean slate to work with. You have the CMS that you need. So it's like building it every time. And then so it's very comfy. And that's why it's called Comfy Mexican <laughs> Sofa. It's very comfy, right? It's very easy to work with. Um, and I'm actually using it for a band that's launching their this, – actually, this band's pretty cool. This band's um, a – like I don't want to butcher this. It's a um, Yiddish – folk music revival band like it's a jewish band okay and it's really really good so they're they're called mostly kosher because not everybody in the band is jewish (laughs) (laughs) so they're mostly kosher and uh so they're having an album release party in like november or something and i was like oh like i was digging their vibe i was digging the what they were doing too the guy is really sociable and um so I was like, all right, I'm digging what you guys are about. And he's like, oh, yeah, we'll even plug you. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't want any plug. Like, don't plug me because then everybody's going to be like, oh, can you make me a website? And yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's not what I want. Like, I'm, I'm digging what you guys are doing, and therefore I'm making you guys a site. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, free of charge. But when people come to me and they're asking for a site, I'm like, okay, do you have, like, 15K to shell out? Yeah, exactly. Like, because <laughs> yeah. like, that's, what, that's what a real professional site costs. People don't know that. It's expensive. Like, it's, like, around – by the time it's all said and done, you have, like, the first – solid iteration and all the infrastructure set up and everything's done and you went through the developers and you went through the like development phases it's going to be about 15k well especially because at least in my experience you know most of the hang-ups come from like getting content from the client you know what i mean i want a website okay cool like so what do you want to say uh I don't know. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. so our name on it and our brand. Yeah, it's yeah. Be like I want the logo really big. Level. Yeah. Well, you know that's kind of cool because that's kind of interesting because these guys I didn't run into any of those issues. They knew what they wanted. See that? They, they didn't know what they wanted for their designing. They wanted to be playful, but not too playful. Mm-hmm. Like not too gimmicky. They wanted to look new, but they're also trying to incorporate the, like old school thing. And I basically had to like sit down. I'm like, okay. 
I know where they're coming from, but the the site, like, the problem is that we follow, if we follow what they want to a T, the site's going to look, like, old. Just, yeah. like, straight up, like, old. Mm. Like, from 2004. Geocities. Like. No, not Geocities, but, like, it's going to look dancing old. dancing babies. It's, yeah, it's going to look, it's, it's going to remind you of, like, MySpace, right? And that's not what you want when you're a band site. You need, you need to be, like, new and fresh and, like, you know, like, it's got to be up to date and slick. And at the same time, you have to bring in that, like, feel for what you want so they... They're, they're like folk, Jewish, revival, whatever, right? Mostly Jewish. Mostly Jewish, mostly <laughs> kosher. Um, and, and at the same time, you want to capture like this, like 1920s, like barrels and like the hat, you know, like the hat, like, you know, oh, like, got to pick a pocket or two, like yeah. the Oliver Twist kind of thing. And, and actually we, we banged out a design, like I helped, I helped guide the designer and like, uh, talk to these guys and get everybody talking and it was so easy. It's crazy because they're not paying me because I'm just doing it because I because I, I, I like what they're doing. Yeah, and it was easy. It was the easiest client I've ever had. I was like, oh my god, like, damn! If we added some money in this mix, <laughs> like, shit. I think that's why, like you said, because they they knew what they wanted to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like their their identity was was pretty clear. Well, you know, they they, like had, they were really decided on that. Yeah, and so it's like. Then you're just you're all you're doing is then you're organizing that stuff and presenting it to yeah, you know exactly. whoever happens to be browsing the site. Well, I think the reason they had it so together is because they had gone through somebody already and they got quoted like 11k to do it. Yeah. Now it's funny because I was like, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it for the for this, but like, but I was like, I was like, actually, if you had gone through like professionals, this is what this would cost you. This is what this would cost you. This is what this would cost you. And they're like, actually, that adds up to like what they had quoted us. And I was like, yeah, they're not full of, like, BS. That's actually just what it costs to make a site. Unless yeah. you're going to use, like, Squarespace or some, like, you know, WordPress or something. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. So, there is hope out there. Well, not all, all CMSs <laughs> are terrible. Uh, one CMS that I've been kind of curious about, because um, I, I think it's a, it's a different take. Because every other CMS, like, um, you know, Drupal and ModX I even used at one point, And, you know, uh, WordPress, etc. It's kind of... It handles everything. You know what I mean? Like it has its database structure. It has its management um, style. And then it has its front end and how that all comes together. Um, but there's a site called prismic.io. Have you heard about this? No. So what what they're trying to do is they're basically taking the the data, like the, the content management side of it and um, and separating it from everything else. So like, so your client goes to this prismic.io account that you set up for their site and I think you can kind of dictate like how the content is structured loosely, you know, like um, kind of a taxonomy almost, you know, like, oh, you have products. So I'm going to create like a kind of a template for your product and, you know, like maybe the the model number, the SKU, the price, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they just go there and they, they start banging it out. And then they have an API that ends up serving up that content that's being managed on Prismic. So like you can make uh, like an iPhone app, for example, but Prismic is handling all the all the data. Or oh, you can have a it? JavaScript app that uses their JavaScript API hmm. or a Ruby app that, you know what I mean? Well, that's smart. But uh, So I have a question. Is Are they seeing the, the, the final templated version in real time? It would be kind of cool if like you just set up a template in the fields and then they go in and edit the fields. And as they're typing in the text, they can see how things are going to wrap. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, I, I haven't really had like an opportunity to hook it up yet. Um, but, uh, I remember watching like, you know, they have like promo videos and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but it, it seems pretty slick. And I think the reason why I was kind of like, I'm interested in it is because it is a different take on the whole CMS thing, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So you're saying they, they host the data and then you just yeah. basically get the data to whatever app you need. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like they have an API that serves out the data. So it's like, you know, like I think they have examples in there where you just make like a JavaScript file, you do know, they, or whatever. Oh, yeah. So it looks do they like, provide like uh, like scopes or, or, or depth almost? Or like say, say I've got like a web page. I, I want to show everything on my web page. But yeah, yeah. If, I, if they come in on the mobile site, maybe I want to limit the data to just being like the basic facts. So like... One might, you know, the web page might have your main points plus all your little details, whereas your mobile site might have like a, you know. Yeah, well, that, that may be like, I would assume maybe in that instance you would do something like um, you would have, you know, two fields in the admin side. So, okay, this is your mobile content, your abbreviated content, mm-hmm. and this is your like full form. I would guess. I don't know. I'll, you know what I'll have to do? I'll have to drum up some kind of a project to, to, just to take try a it out. Yeah, but yeah. it seems it seems cool. It seems like a, like a like a an interesting twist on on the CMS stack. Oh, you know. Speaking of projects, uh, I don't know if I swung this by you, but um, we were thinking of, um, and I guess this is unrelated to the podcast. But <laughs> this is kind of kind of an interesting tidbit. We were thinking of. Uh, Getting a hold of some Android chips and setting up um, like a lightweight Linux kernel on it that auto boots Mame in order to have like a Mame arcade box that we can play with. Oh, nice! Yeah, so would you be on that helping create Wait, so Android chips? You mean like... so like basically you get the Arduino chip? And okay. I was thinking installing a lightweight lightweight Linux kernel. Or I don't know if does it come with. Do you want to wait? Would you do Arduino or like Raspberry Pi? Because uh, Arduino is going to be like eight bit, while Raspberry Pi is like. Well, the, well, the thing about Arduino is that you can stack the the thing, so we can mm-hmm. like just get the baseline Arduino, and, and we and then we can stack on top of it a um, like like what, whatever kind of video card we want. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And then like stack on that like storage if we want storage. So the right. whole point is that it's like compartmental and built, so it's kind of like AWS in that respect, where you're playing with real hardware. Mm-hmm. And then they, the thing about Arduino is that I know that they have the the remote, chi- they have a chip for remotes now, so we can just hook up the remote to that and like link everything together. Well, have you heard of, because um, yeah, on the Raspberry Pi front, there's a project called RetroPi, mm-hmm. and it's just a disk image that you download and you install, and it... Um, it's it's actually they just came out with like kind of a 2.0 version like an updated version and it's pretty slick like you the only thing that's not terribly although it it's actually not bad because when you boot it up it um it does a um a uh, shit I'm totally spacing on the on the Wait, what, 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 is a, what is a retro retro pie retro pie it's just a disk image um it loads up um ah come on retro pie What's the? It uses a certain emulator, or it may even package several was it, emulators was it together. Like, like what? Mame, SNES, like. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember which one. Genesis exactly. one. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they have them for all the different platforms. Oh, you're right. You know? uh, oh, but that's that's too. Well, half of the thing. Uh, well, okay, I guess that's cool. Into a virtual gaming. Console. I mean, that's fun. The, the half the reason I want to do that was just to like do, play around with like the signal programming and stuff. Oh, like totally. That. No, like if you're looking to like explore, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just like I'm trying to like exactly. I don't get much because I've done it twice where I've had a program like C and like program hardware, mm-hmm. and both times like while kind of tedious, like the end result was like really neat. Yeah. So like because you get that control and you're like, yeah, I did that. That went from being a signal yeah. to like. Hap- something happening and having to do like signal stuff and then although I don't know but I was, it was just something I was, I was spitballing in case you want to be part of that Greg yeah it sounds like fun alright yeah, um, yeah, yeah on that one in particular the way that you load ROMs onto it is um, when it boots up it uh, it brought it has a shared 
folder that essentially broadcasts. You know what I mean? Mm. So you see it on your computer, ras- Raspberry, or I think it's even called RetroPie is the share. Mm-hmm. And then you open that up and it has each platform. Mm. So like you drag like Super Mario Brothers or you know, into that NES folder and then it's available. Oh, but I've had problems with the controllers, like getting those to to work to just work. You well, know? when we did it, when we did it the first time, I did it with my friend, um, and what he decided to do was he had some some uh, controllers, um, PlayStation controllers, PS2, uh, lying around. He just like popped them open and bought like the buttons from like arcade something dot com. I forget. What oh it was yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, he, and, then, and then he bought the the thing, so he like hooked those directly to the the chip for the PlayStation Two, <laughs> and then the the thing that was sending sending out the signal through like the wire because you know how they had like the, they have like the weird entries. Yeah. He took that off, replaced it with a USB cable that went to the the computer, installed some like like some basic drivers, and then he had it working. How cool! But that sounds that sounds difficult to me because I'm like, well, you're selling drivers for what exactly? Like, yeah. you need to just like I don't know. So I don't know how I, I don't know where the drivers came from because like that sounds pretty mischievous to me. Like removing like the like removing the that cable and replacing it with a USB cable. And then well, it's ultimately it just. I mean, USB still pinned out, right? Like ultimately, yes. I think it's yeah, still I mean, they have pins. Oh, so you're thinking, so think you're thinking it's, just, it's just thinking it's just signals sent from the buttons to the yeah, it could be yeah. yeah, yeah. So like you know, button A is sending a signal on this pin, you know. So oh. then the driver, I think all the driver is essentially doing is like you know, listen to this hardware port. Yeah, take this it. signal and then it's going to do this in the software. See, I need to do more. I need to do more um, like low level like signal programming. I think that'd be like because really, that's it's like really like because we've I mean, done we've done everything from like front end to like database to like crazy database stuff. To like um, uh, C callbacks involving like hardware that, but like the hardware stuff is already written. But I don't think I've actually gone to the point where I'm like writing for the hardware. Yeah, like I've done very very little of that, so I'm not sure about like the pins to signals kind of stuff. So it's like the only part I'm missing. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like yeah, when you, I mean when you think about it, like it seems very basic. You know what I mean? But I think it's just when you're at that level. You know, uh, your your res- your programming resources are pretty few. I think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you kind of got to working rare. at like a very low level. Like things haven't, you know, like in like Rails is kind of a prime example. Like oh, it's super Ruby, high level. it's super yeah. Like there's there's a ton of shit going on underneath what you're actually doing. Well, you yeah. If I mean? you play with that for a while and then you go back to Java, you you forget like all oh, the shit you took for granted. Yeah, you're just like oh fuck that. <laughs> so I got to do what redefile? And then you go back and then you go down to like C and you're like oh my god, I have to deal with streams <laughs> and like just strings. Strings are such a pain in the ass. I'm like dude. Uh, and then uh, we were doing like we were doing curling, uh, lip curl and stuff like that. So we were like doing scraping using C to make it faster and stuff. And um, it was just god awful. Oh, like instead of doing like Nokogiri, yeah, instead of doing Nokogiri like and mechanize and all that shit, yeah, we just went straight C to make it like way faster and more lightweight. And the payoff is amazing. You see, you can see like it's so painfully obvious like how much more lightweight um, uh, a C scraper is than yeah. And how well, especially because Rails, there's like such a huge overhead as yeah. far as memory and yeah. And so it's like no memory, no CPU. You can run like as many of these as you want. And it's happy, and you're like fuck. And that's when you have to like look at it and just be like, I, you you can't ignore the numbers. Like once you go, you're like fuck. Like how can like how can I trade convenience for that kind of performance like you you like almost feel guilty you know like like you're like ah. especially yeah once you start scaling if you're writing something that's like 
doing yeah. something in mass, you know. Yeah, at that point, you're like, man, where are my APIs written in Python? I should just write in C. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's ridiculous. It all comes down to, like, what you really need. I mean, if you just need something quick and simple, I mean, it makes sense to just be like, all right, no, Geary, let's go. But if, you, if we're doing stuff on the level that we're doing it on, like, we need that speed, we need that, like, flexibility, we need that scalability, so... It makes a lot of sense. To yeah, you need to be hyper-focused. Yeah. Um, and that kind of gets to, um, you start seeing that everywhere. So, like, um, where I started seeing it recently was in the object relational mapping. Uh, trying to, like, you know, trying to make that fast. Uh, you start noticing, like, how clunky and, like, terrible it is. So I was thinking about it the other day because um, I was doing some migrations in Rails. And I was like, man, this is, like, slow as balls. Like, every time I want to run any of these, like... Like, if I want to do a fast, like, Rails get up, basically I have to, like, create some indices. Like, I, I have to go into the database and optimize the crap out of, like, how things are going to be looked up um, to sort of get a, a speed boost, at, like, when I'm, like, making the queries at the, um, at the Rails level. Or I can query with the connection directly and just do inline SQL. But, you know, so, like, anytime you want to get performance, you just have to sort of bypass that. ORM level and give up that quote unquote convenience where you're like, okay, the, my tables map to this class and this, I can call dot where on it and all that stuff. And it's just, the more I think about it, it's like almost not useful. Like I'd rather use a driver than use the ORM layer yeah. to, to, do, to deal with Well, that. my experience with that stuff too is that, um, I mean, I haven't done like a ton of Rails stuff, but I know a lot of times I've been like, man, I just wish I could write it. SQL query or whatever. You yeah, know? well, because like, because you know, like you you know, you understand the database structure and the fields and how they relate, and you know what you want to get, and you know. So I'm just used to like, I mean, when I started, it was just it was just Notepad. Like I remember just doing everything. <laughs> okay, this page has this. I need these fields in this table. Okay, you know, select this, that, and the other thing from this. Left arrow join that, inner join this. Where you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like kind of you know filtering it through an ORM and having to kind of relearn how how that does you know because like mm. dot where is pretty straightforward but then as far as like some of the joins and and um you know things things are a little more complicated it gets gets a little cloudy in my experience well, until you until you learn how it you know the ins and outs and everything well that's the thing like even if um Let's say let's say that you know kind of like the baseline how like the ORM is like mapped and how it all works, right? Even then, it's like to get to get performance out of that. Yeah, you need to do so. You need to like pre-compile stuff. You need to use I forget like prepared statements. I think is what what, what Java uses, or or I don't know. Maybe it's available in a lot of other languages. But you need to use prepared statements. You need to like flush but not commit and stuff like that. And so there's like all this like junk and overhead and then your code is not as clean it gets clunky where at some point I'm just like I would rather write like a stored procedure and call it from my code yeah exactly than, um, than deal with this but that's old school you know what I mean like and, I think well I mean that's why a lot of people are like but this is so much more convenient and I'm like yeah it, I guess there's a convenience factor yeah it's like easy to read yeah you can write some lambda expressions you can get pretty fancy with it but if speed and performance is what you're looking for um because well, if you're just writing a query, you're communicating with the database like on its own terms, kind of on its native. Like you're you're asking for information in the same way that it would. You yeah. know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. There's there's no there's no mark. I mean, like it's like when you say like select dot where and then you give it a statement, it'll like you can see Ruby what it turns it into, and so you can sort of use that to your advantage to like write like efficient code, but like efficient like querying. But at that yeah, because you didn't like select all or yeah. you know something dumb. You'd be yeah. Like, all right. Well, now let's limit it to these fields and. Yeah. 
Yeah, or it's doing an inner join. It would be more efficient if I that. Yeah, but so, I think that's all stuff that you would just do in your head. You know what I'm saying? Like you would just hash yeah. that out in the first I mean, place. There are some benefits to like lazy loading where you know you don't get all the data back until you absolutely need it. And that yeah. way you can sort of like manipulate the object and do things to it that you need to do. But uh, whereas if you were doing SQL, you might just be pulling the data each time and yeah. manipulating it and then pulling it again or doing whatever you need to do. But I don't know. You know, it's it's, it's kind of like speed versus convenience again. Yeah, I it mean, seems like, like the yeah. big sell is, oh well, then if you need to, and we were talking about this oh, yeah, earlier, the, the if data. you need to change your database type, yeah, then, then you, you don't can, have to change your code. No, you you just leave it the same, and then right. just like swap out the the back as long as the mappings are the same, you're still good, right? You're still baby. Yeah. And maybe that's kind of the gotcha though, if the mappings are the same, because they. Well, and they then I can't I can't imagine you like swapping out like. MySQL and then bringing in like Redshift and then expecting it to work because Redshift is built on PostgreSQL and it's got its own mm-hmm. limitations and like what it supports and what it doesn't support. And so like all of these have their, like especially if you're using like Python, all of these have their different ORMs and you have to learn the different ORMs and they all have different styles and I'm like, that's sort of different. It seems like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It seems so like at that point you may as well just learn. I'm, I'm just like, yeah, like, you know what, database. just let me say connection.execute and I'll, I'll deal with that. You yeah. know, like it's just like, oh my God, so terrible. So I don't know, some people will probably swear by it or like, uh, most people don't need that kind of performance, but when you do, which I, we seem to be running into more and more often, mm. uh, this I'm, I'm just annoyed and vexed by the ORM layer. I don't want it there. Yeah. <laughs> kind of wanted to go away. Just give me a driver and keep this bitch lightweight, right? So it's kind of it's especially kinda, like in an MVC, like your your SQL calls, they're all going to be or database calls, they're all going to be kind of in the same spot anyways. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like you have a bunch of inline. So if you change databases, you're not like pecking through every line of code and being like, okay, where am I hitting the database? You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and just the, the more I go along and the more sites that we build and the more stuff that we do, the more I wish that there was a, a more lightweight version of Rails. Like, you know how Python has, like, there's the Django and there's Flask? Mm-hmm. There need there probably is probably but there needs to be like a Flask yeah. version for Rails because Rails is way too heavy. Wasn't a what's Sinatra? Is that later Rails? No, no. Isn't Sinatra a like? I think that's just a hosting platform. For is it a server hosting? platform for Rails? I, I don't. Know. I don't know. So because because there's, there's Sinatra and there's Capistrano and one of them's like one of them's like uh, how you write um, something for how, how your, your deployment's going to work and then Sinatra isn't Sinatra the same thing? What does it say? I thought it was like the Rails equivalent to like Apache or something. Oh shit, really? I thought I don't know. But Apache is a server and Rails is a framework, so yeah. But then there's no map. Then Capistrano would be the. No, I thought Capistrano was like Vagrant, where it's like you write like a like a Vagrant script to sh- to tell your server like how to deploy servers. And oh, like okay. Scale automatically. I think that's what that that's what that's what it is right. There's Vagrant, the Chef. Isn't Capistrano in the same? Family? I think you're right, yeah. And then, so what is Sinatra? I'm trying to figure out. I went to their about section, and it's just like, special thanks. Yeah, was it? <laughs> they went to the about section, and it's like, fly me yeah, to exactly. the yeah. It's like, no, that's uh, that's wrong Sinatra. But, I don't know. Like, it's just getting, it's just getting too much for like, what you need to do. Like, you need to go from point A to point B, and they're like, all right, here's this Ferrari. This is how the paddle shifters work. Like, you have to hit this button to turn it on. Like, if you want sports mode, I'm like, dude, I just need yeah. a car. And, like, it could be stick shift. It could be automatic. It's I don't just care. all drive cars. It's just all drive cars. Like, 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 if clean. I jump in your car, I know what to do. Yeah. Oh, dude, speaking of car, like, I think I've told you this before, where I feel like the, or I don't know if I mentioned it here on, on the podcast, but I went from a 1993 Civic to a 2013 Camry. 
Oh yeah, well, last, yeah. Last time we were complaining about how like it's you just, can't work it's on. It's just it. too much technology, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think that's when we're talking about cars. Yeah, it's way too much technology, man. It's just uh, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it's I, supposed to make things easier, you know, because you can just hook up like an OBD two reader or whatever, and it'll uh, kind of code out and tell you like. You ever seen those things? Oh yeah, 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 yeah you just yeah, plug yeah. it in, and it'll it'll sniff any error code, and then you look up the error code, and it says like you know, O2 sensor burned out here. So oh yeah, yeah, I mean that's kind of nice, but um, but you need to buy the the device, obviously. Yeah, this is kind of a weird um interface for the car because a, a car to me has always been mechanical, but it seems to be going like um from an- like computers did from analog to to digital. So a lot of the a lot of newer cars have like a lot of more digital interfaces, and it's just like I'm not I'm not I'm not on board. Did you find so it? I, if this guy has to be trusted, uh, <laughs> it took the opposite approach of Rails in that it only has the basics of what you need for a web applica- web application. Oh, so no Sinatra magic, is Flask. Yeah, so oh, okay, no magic, cool. no unicorns, just simple, elegant routes to put your app on the web with a domain spe- with uh, domain specific language over a rack layer. Oh, that's cool. So okay, it doesn't so have like turbo links and all that shit. Oh, uh, fuck sprockets, so fuck that shit. I hate yeah. it. So no turbo links, no sprockets. That's oh, cool. That's cool. So so we can use Sinatra instead of like Rails when we want to build a Flask equivalent in Ruby. Probably, yeah. Ah, that's kind of nice. So I wonder if you um, if you ran that same scraping thing through on Sinatra instead of just the no. Well, actually, the, the the scraper stuff we just write standalone Ruby. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. gotcha. So yeah, that's it's not within the Rails app. So so that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ugh. So you learn but, something new every day. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, I was just telling. Um, uh, before you got here, Greg, because you were running mm-hmm. late, I was just telling uh, Chris that I, uh, well, you, you know, I went to Vegas yeah. last week. Yeah. Man, America's armpit, uh, America's ashtray, <laughs> America's ashtray. That's a good, that's a good. Everything smells like cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Everything's really, if you got a hangover, that's like the worst place to have a hangover. Oh, and the most more, most likely place to... you're going to have a hangover. Yeah, right. So you, you, know, you stay in the hotel room, curtains drawn, and you only come out at night. I mean, yeah. that's the only way to do it. Well, no, if I go back, I'm staying at the Aria. I'm going to be at the spa all day. I'm going to go catch a Cirque show and then come back. Yeah. I think the only time I've actually gone, I went to uh, CES for my company at the time. They were uh, What's displaying. CES? It's the Consumer Electronics Electronic show. show. And it's Is that like South by Southwest? It's like no, it's it's more like um, uh, like the Nam show, which is like a big. It's like a gear, like a music. It's more for music gear and and stuff like that. So they'll have like these big conventions where you know the manufacturers will be showing off like their new products that are coming oh, out. Oh, we were supposed to do an application for a drummer. Remember that yeah, that yeah. they would they were they had there was this like. Um, they had developed this like drum pad with like 150 sensors and they wanted to build an infrastructure around uh, being able to record like your own different tones. Oh, crazy. And upload those tones for other drummers. Making your own samples. Yeah, so if you wanted um if you wanted like Metallica's like rig, you would they would you could download it to this pad and then the different like points. Like Lars would sit there just like hitting the snare <laughs> a thousand times. Well I mean not a thousand <laughs> times, but like imagine like once and then they sample that. Yeah. But basically it would uh, take the sound you know how kinda like those the the pot was it the multiplex or the not the multiplex, but what, those pedals that have like a bunch of like different pre-configurations, like the Xplod Live. Oh yeah, pedals, yeah, yeah, because yeah. they but for yeah. drums, so they wanted to That's set pretty that up. Cool. Yeah, well, it was uh, I don't know the the uh, was it the drummer from Tool was the guy that wanted to do it, um, and I don't know if it ever took off or not, but I mean, basically, it was like Xplod stuff for 
drummers, and I think we were supposed to present that at CES, and then, I don't know, then they never gained any traction, Things fell through, I think. We had yeah. the prototype, and then, I don't yeah. know, I guess they just, we didn't, I don't know. Why didn't we start working on it? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, CES is pretty awesome, though. I remember that was one of the first times I saw the quadcopters that they had come, they were coming out with that were actually tracking. So a guy had held up, like, a little, I don't know, it must have been, like, a half-foot, like, rod that was had a couple colors oh. on it and he would like move it around and the thing would like move it and the coolest thing was they were in like uh, it was like a two story tall oh. uh, section of the place surrounded in, in netting and then he would like toss it up and the thing would like track it all the way up and then track it oh that's just, just tracking uh, well no because he also uh, they, that was one of their first like uh, steadying projects too so he would just smack the thing and it would like flip around and then like level itself out again so he was he was doing things where he'd like toss it up and was that the it. same guys that did the TED talks where he like he it got so good that he had like a a little stick with a ball on top and you would put it on the quadcopter and the quadcopter would bounce it so it would never fall maybe That's I don't know I, I it, was, know. I and it was crazy it, it was crazy because cool. yeah. he, put, he put it I was watching the demonstration he put it on the quadcopter and like the, the, the things right there and you just throw the quadcopter and so the quadcopter would do this and the thing was going to fall and it would come back under and so like catch kind of it yeah and then, and, and, yeah, and then it it's, kind of, so it's a bunch of guys in camouflage sitting yeah. in the corner just like yeah okay <laughs> yeah was it um, <laughs> good, good. We'll, we'll buy that was it yeah and so he did that with the he's talking about how he did it using mathematical models and he put he would he put a glass like a glass of water on it or no it was like a wine glass with water in it and he's like he's like yeah the mathematical model doesn't account for this but it turns out it doesn't matter because of X, Y, and Z, right? So he's like, physics. Because physics, basically. Reduce everything to a point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, right? And he's like, yeah, watch this. And then he was just still doing thing. And they're like, actually, most people say you need this, this, and that for, for, for you know, it was a pitch, yaw, and I forget what the last uh, one is. I, I'm, not a, I'm not an aerospace. I used to hang out with a bunch of aerospace guys, but I didn't pay attention to what they pitch, were saying. Pitch, yaw, and Z. Yeah, well, but, but yeah, basically the up down or whatever. And he's like, yeah. but it turns out that if you, it turns out that you only need this and that, and it'll sort of work. And so he clipped he clipped the like uh, part of the wings on it, and then it was doing like this sort of stabilization. And um, it was crazy because he had the cut, so it was doing like like he took the quadcopter has four, but it turns out you only need two, and it was like just doing this wavy thing, but it was mm-hmm. still flying and it was doing a pretty good job. And so after that, they were like, yeah, we also programmed these like scenarios, not scenarios, but like we programmed for this, this and that. And he was like, he grabbed the ball and was like, watch. And he like throws it and like it hits it perfectly to return it where he threw it from. Oh yeah. I've seen so he's like, whoop, and, it'll, and then you catch it. He's like, whoop, and catch it. And it was the exact same thing. It was That's like, insane. It was wild. I was looking at that and I was like, damn, like I need to get into robotics. <laughs> like yeah. that sounds amazing. Those robot dogs that'll sit there and try to kick it well, over. You, well, you, you <laughs> saw, right, the MIT released uh, a video of their cheetah. Oh my God, that thing is scary. Yeah. It's like consistent 30 mile an hour over any terrain, like any terrain. It can like jump over things. It can like, I don't know. Welcome to the new warfare. Yeah. Oh man. We're not going to need ground troops anymore. We just need... Mechanical wings. cheetahs. Yeah. We're gonna drop like a thousand mechanical Can you imagine, cheetahs. Like riding one of those things though. Like if they made it into battle. Oh, into yeah. battle. You're just like, oh, oh yeah. charge. <laughs> you like strap yourself in and start shooting people. Oh my god, that sounds just, like axe. Get like a like, brave heart makeup on. You know, you so, will not take our freedom. Yeah. <laughs> like mechanical cheetahs into battle. Wouldn't that be something for the history books, right? Because yeah. like you know, like, you have like the. Was it the Civil War books? And there was like basically two sides of just yeah, charging cannons in. and muskets and, then and all sh- that. Yeah, like, they would shoot at each other and then run in and charge. And then like whoever was alive after it was like it was just a mess. And then everybody would withdraw, right? Yeah. 
Imagine it's, just it's like those bad like '80s metal albums where it's just some guy like a robot horse and this laser shooting out of his yeah. eyes. And... Oh, <laughs> Burning Man had like a bunny or something. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah There's like a bus with a rabbit on it and the shooting lasers out of the eye. Ah, uh, what a trip. Yeah. Have you seen their uh, what is it? It's the biped that they're working on right now. It's no. it's same concept. It's just a, I guess support robot that is bipedal and walks over any terrain and they've, they've gotten it pretty good now where I think it can walk by itself over anything but the, the classic uh, like gif that goes around the internet is the uh, it's on a treadmill and it's, it's walking and then you have that one song it's like I can tell by the way you might walk walking man no time to talk it's, oh my god it's really funny but it's also kind of I mean it's Depending on the application, it could be amazing or terrifying. Yeah, like yeah. anything. Like you know, they were saying it'd be used for emergency situations where uh, it would be like a response team for you know basically situations that humans aren't you know wouldn't be able to survive. So like yeah. there's a burning building or uh, there's been a huge earthquake, rubble's collapsed. So they they'll send these guys in because you know if they get well, caught or that's kind of that's kind of weird though because um, I think about that and I think about how they set that up. You need. I feel like you would need pretty good sensors to get that to work correctly. And then, um, how, like, how many computations per, like, second would you need to run to, like, you know? Well, but that point, like, it's it's the size of a man, so you just have a massive computer in its chest running all the computations and then working all of the extremity gears. And, yeah, like, um, I, I wouldn't want to deal with, with that, that kind of algorithm. It should probably be, like, a really nasty piece of code. It's probably pretty nasty. I don't know. Or just some crazy neural network. Or yeah. it's, like you know, mind-linked, you know, you just, you, you have a central server processor and it just, like, connects wirelessly to everything and it does all the processing. Oh, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Except actually. then you need, like, you super it. fat, you can't have yeah, it latency say, yeah, otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, we'll have falling, it, like, processes, oh, I should put my foot out, oh, I'm already in the ground. Well, right. well uh, that gets back to the problem that was it, uh, actually, t- two things. Uh, one, NASA has that problem with the Mars rover where it takes 14 minutes to send the information yeah. and send back. So it's speed like, of light's a bitch. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, speed of light, speed of light limit's a bitch, right? Um, but basically, uh, if they're like, oh, we're going to hit that rock, it's like, you've already, dude, you've already hit yeah. the rock. <laughs> kind of sucks. Um, that's why they move so slowly. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the second thing I was thinking about that, that was the reason that our um, the iPad app that we did for the, the, for the red, um, red cameras didn't work because they worked over Wi-Fi. And a lot of um, the directors were just not confident that that was going to be fast enough for what they wanted. But I don't know. I was looking at I was I remember the app and I was looking at the things you could do with the app and it was adjusting the settings. I feel like it was just so you didn't have to bring the camera back to adjust all the settings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't know. Oh, like a, an easy like reset camera to these. Uh, yeah, parameters, presets, presets yeah, and, then, and upload these and download. Which makes well, sense. What was but the range that they needed? Because then they just need they just need a Wi-Fi adapter on the camera and if it's connected to the Wi-Fi, then they're good. I feel like hmm, if, if the Wi-Fi adapter was literally just on the camera, I mean, you're only limited then by, I mean, if you get like a really, really good Wi-Fi adapter. Well, they, the, thing like, is that, the thing is that they wanted to, uh, they wanted to have the slate on the iPad app. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why would you have the slate on the iPad app? The whole point of the slate is that it needs to be real time so that when you go snap, that, that they can sync up the sound with that uh, slap. That's yeah, why they slap it. So it's for sound sync. Yeah. Yeah. So if we can't get it down to the... We got it down to the second, but you can't, you can't get it down to the second because there's network latency at that point, right? So it's impossible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the like one of the issues they were having. The other issues they were having is they wanted... If we wanted to send real-time instructions, there was a delay between the time you send the instructions. Like, would Bluetooth be faster? No, it's just... Uh, Especially it's, if you... you know it's just I mean, that it's not, it's not wire. That's the problem. Since it's not hard. It's not hard wire. It's not fast enough. So it's like... 
I don't know. It was just really weird. It was like some like weird political shit going on. I wonder if you could do something where it could basically calculate the late. I mean, I guess it depends on. I mean, if it was something they were recording and then in post, obviously they would need everything to line up. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you could, if it could basically say like. Okay, at the time of this event, my latency was this, so I'm going to account. I for don't know. It. I think what happened was that the the people that people that were using it, or people that would use something like that, like their, their niche group was just not hot for it. You know, yeah. they weren't into it. Oh, well, is it like a? I mean, I've never used cameras like that. But is it is it more of like a human thing where like the director's behind the camera and he's like, oh, this is a good part to zoom in, but he doesn't want like zoom in, you know, like and then it, you miss like a second of zooming in and it just feels kind of awkward rather than kind of a more natural cuz you're yeah, they handle the camera, you like the, you are the one zooming in. I, yeah, you I, can send yeah, you can send the zoom commands. So that might have been it. Um so I don't know. There was a, just basically the network latency. They just weren't they weren't confident in it and they weren't willing to I see that. To, I mean, I, I don't know. But well, God forbid that you just like twist your hand like this. <laughs> Zoom in, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think that's that's the point. Is like I'm doing like I'm I'm the one zooming in. I have it's yeah. It's, it's, I think it's which like I can go. see that you know what I mean. Well, it's I like can versus, see like, like it's feeling. driving a car versus like you know an RC car. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you just that one step removal. It's like I don't have full control over this. Like I have good control. Well, over you know, it. I think that's a good parallel actually. The car thing because you know like if. You know, you've got the steering wheel, like, you can feel the road, you can kind of feel... You know what I'm saying? Like, you're... Well, you're you know a lot of... there, yeah. you know Maybe, maybe it's more like uh, well, old-style shifting versus new-style shifting, where it's the electronic, not yeah. immediate Yeah, like, you're not mode. actually... Yeah, yeah that's really annoying. Well, not models. even that, but you know that a lot of the new cars have, like, um, they don't have the... Was it the wreck and pinion is what it was before for the steering? And now it's, like, uh, an electronic sensor... Oh, crazy. Weird. It's oh, gone. Weird. It's so gone. So what do they do? Like, just, like, they f- put they, in some artificial resistance? Yeah, they do, uh, yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> they do, yeah, they do, yeah, they do. Some, some oh, cars, geez, like, uh, so some of the Mercedes cars will do force feedback. Uh-huh. So, like, you'll, like, drift off the thing, and then, like, the, the wheel will start, oh, yeah, will start yeah, vibrating, yeah. telling you, hey, you might want to go back. But I know, I knew, like, something like the, the new Nissan Altima or something like that, one of the lowering cars, they got rid of the recompanion for the electronic sensor. Yeah. And I'm like, what? You can't, like... What would be the benefit? Because then it's like, well, I don't know. Like, that's the thing. It's like, what? Because it seems like there's a... The, okay, so let's look Smoother at ride? The downside is that it fails and you can't steer the damn car. <laughs> the upside is... You don't feel anything, basically. That, there's no, there's no, the, you don't feel the road, right? I so, mean, I guess, like, if you're driving over dangerous. something crazy and, like, your steering wheel's going like this and you're not strong enough to hold on to your steering wheel, I don't know. I guess, but like, then at that point, you're, like, driving down a mountain anyway. You're yeah. dead. Like, who yeah. cares? <laughs> you know? know? Well, I don't even, but getting back to the, your, the shifting, like, yeah, when I shift, I want it to shift. I need to figure out, I need yeah, to, like, I, re- just, I need to read the manual on my Camry because I'm pretty sure it's a setting. Cause at it's, that point, it may as well just be, like, a paddle. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Because I, I, I I'll have I'll have things where I'm driving a certain way, and like I've noticed that if I have my foot like down, let's say I've slammed my foot down and I shift too early, like at the three or four quarter mark, but that's where I wanted to shift. Um, it won't shift until it hits the five and six. So basically, I have to align um, the depth of my foot uh, with how I want it to shift in order for it to shift when I want it to. Does that make sense? So, uh, yeah. So like, if I slam my foot, if I so slam what's my, the point? Exactly. I mean, that's what's crazy. You're like, I want to shift now, and it's like, 
It's like no. All right, I'll wait until it's good. Yeah, no, yeah. Basically, I'm like, it's like uh, you want to shift now, but I see that your foot slams, so I'm going to shift when your foot is telling me to shift at five and six, and I'm like, I don't like just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. That's really strange. Yeah, so I don't like that. So I'm pretty sure that there's like a setting or something that I'm gonna have to like just go in. Like when you hold this button, because you, you know that right in the new cars when you like you hold one button and you hit the brake three times and you press like you oh, at the key yeah, turn halfway yeah. through. Yeah, and it like changes like shit. It has to reset. Like oh shit. Yeah, shit. Yeah, you have to. It changes shit. So like maybe there's one of those things where it's like. Shift when I tell you to, not when you think it's right. That's so strange. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm well, just, I don't I'm get not. any of that What stuff? if it's just the way the car is set up? Like, you've got a lot of sensors on your car that kind of let you know, like, what your your gallons per... MPG, Yeah, say. and everything. So maybe that would, like... Maybe you've just got a lot of electronics down there, and just the way the whole car is designed, like, it needs to have that latency between, like, not just allowing you to shift into things. Otherwise, you might, I don't know, break something. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I like the old school way where you're going down the freeway at 70 and just put that thing in second. Just drop your transmission. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, they didn't have to say, go kunk, like, and if you somehow force it, because it'll grind the gear and it'll just spit it back oh, yeah. out. You'll try to hit it and go, and it'll just kick it out. Yeah. If you somehow get it in, like, your transmission would just break and, like, yeah. hit the floor. Those are the good old <laughs> days. <laughs> <laughs> The good old days where you could just completely destroy your car. Yeah. So. One mistake. Yeah, but then again, like, cars are like, what, three grand to fix? <laughs> that's so, yeah, that's that's a trip. That's all very strange. I don't know. Hey, what do you think of the new iPhone? The iPhone 6? I, you know what? I haven't even seen them in person. <laughs> I, ha- I have, because uh, one, one of the people, I don't an acquaintance <laughs> uh, got one, and I was looking at it, and I'm like, that is basically the Samsung Galaxy. Uh, X version, I don't, you know, whatever. Pick your pick your version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just because with of the, the size I- and the and the kind of the yeah with my no, edges, my, uh, no stylus, which is great because I'm I've fucked st- the whole point of the iPhones that they got rid of the stylus. Like you have yeah. a great pointer. You actually you have ten of them. Your finger, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember the speech. Oh, anyways, but um, so it's basically the same size, um, running iOS on it, and it has like slight iPad features where you flip it sideways and it turns into like a super. Oh, because you have the 6 Plus or whatever, the big. Yeah, the big one. How big does it, I mean, it looks it's, like it, a fucking... It's, it's pretty big. It's like hefty in your hand, but like big dudes like us, like it's fine. But like if someone's like scrawny or little, like you give it to a kid, that thing's like gigantic, right? So. I have small hands though. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Like I have very, I have like freakishly small hands. So I just like... Oh, have you seen that Burger King commercial with the guy who had like really tiny hands? No. And, like he's like picking up, he can't pick up the, the big burger. <laughs> Yeah. They're so clever. I I don't know. I, I walked by an Apple store yesterday, I think. Looked inside, and it, it I don't know. I mean, it was a bit back, but it looks like just zombies. Because it was just so packed full of people. And, like, it, you can't all be waiting to buy this. Like, they, there'd be a line. But they're just, they, they were standing like it was a crowd. Like, there was something they were watching. I don't know. It was weird. Huh. Was it? Uh, don't they know that Best Buy is selling the iPhone? Yeah, yeah like, like everybody yeah. else. Yeah, you can it's get empty. It yeah, it's empty. It's it was like, great a few years ago when, like, was it Xbox 360s or PS3s or something? We're just, like, gone. Like, no one could get any. And then I think we walked into Walmart and they're like, yeah, we got three PS3s if you guys want them. Like, maybe. Yeah. It's like, just, please take them. Like, no one realizes we sell video games yet. Yeah. Yeah, but I think um it's a fuck up on the on the on the uh was a PR part party like cuz the there was like there was a there was a literally a um was it or it was on Reddit, right? Where like there's a store they opened early to let people in. It was I think it was Best Buy. They yeah, Best Buy early to let, you know, people in the big iPhone rush and there was like nobody. There was nobody there cuz they didn't realize <laughs> that you could buy the iPhone at Best Buy. 
I mean, it makes sense that, you know, Apple's Apple's Apple has branded itself so well that people are like, where would I go to get yeah, an iPhone? Yeah, we'll the go Apple there. Store, obviously. Like, you like, and and I'm not going to my carrier because my carrier sucks yeah. and they never give or me anything. The, like, carrier doesn't have it yet or yeah. hasn't released their flavor of it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, the 6, it looks it looks like a reasonable size. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. The 6, that thing just like, I imagine it in my pocket and I imagine just like looking like a total idiot. Oh, the unreasonable size? The yeah, like this, oh. well, the 6 Plus, I think, looks massive. Oh, you the, have it. No, no, no. I have oh. this. This is the Galaxy the, Oh, okay. That's so it's like it's about big, that it's size. It's, 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 it's it, No, well, the screen size, I think, is the same. It just has more shit around it. Wait, why? Oh, or no, I think... Um, actually, no, that looks, actually, that looks quite right. I, I think mean, the 6 is taller. I have like a, the case around it makes it... This is great for everyone listening to the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> the theater of the mind. The theater know? of the mind. No, but like, yeah, it's, this this is. It looks almost exactly the same. It just says instead of saying Samsung, Samsung on top, it has like the the little thingy, and instead of having this thing at the bottom, it just has a circle. Yeah. So I don't know, man. This is this isn't that far off. And like, if you want to like imagine what it looks like, this figure is, out yeah, what that's like. It's like this, but it looks like the five. Yeah. So, looks, so they had sex. We're like, oh. <laughs> and then a baby came out and it was like the, the six giant baby yeah the baby oh, came man. out and ate a bunch of hormone laden food and <laughs> the six plus that's yeah. the way we're going man you know how it is I mean well I think the six plus I think because you know now they have more of an international market obviously you know what I mean they sell like shit ton of these phones now in, in China and yeah. all that stuff and so I think over there like the bigger more like phablet size um, Fablet. Form <laughs> that's what they call it. The yeah, Fablet. that's what they call it. Where it. Because it's like a phone and a tablet. Because it's like. Oh, I thought you meant like phablet as in like a fab. <laughs> like fad. Like sorry, so fabulous. Fad. Like fabulous. Like, yeah, fabulous tablet. Or 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 fad like, as in yeah, think, like that. It's very popular over there. You oh, know okay. what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it, it may not necessarily. I mean, I'm sure people have bought a ton of them. You know, but it's possible that it was more geared towards that. You know what I mean. I see. So it's it's a it's more of an international focus where it's like we know this is going to sell well everywhere. Yeah. We're, but we're Apple, so we need like a single. I mean, now two. Well, at least they're not liars anymore. They say well, we're gonna. This is gonna be. This is gonna be big. They weren't <laughs> kidding. <laughs> it was like literally, literally big. Literally very big. We got some big thing coming out. Did you guys try watching the? Um, Dude, I didn't even bother. The event or whatever. Uh, I was pretty. Dude, I was like, I was like, I was like, WW, was it WWDC is what it's called? And I'm like, yeah. okay. I, 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 well, it wasn't W. It was on uh, Tuesday. I don't know, but I remember I just, just telling. I'm, I, I remember telling was, everybody was like, that okay, was like a 36 hour day for me. I was like, oh my god, oh yeah, that was a phase. But I just remember, I remember that the thing was gonna come out. I'm like, why are you guys watching that? It's gonna be two things: the watch, and then the iPhone's bigger, and that's it. Bigger they, and thinner. I oh. mean, it, I, I feel like I don't know. I I think those things are kind of fun to watch, you know. And you're but they the, botched it so bad. It was so bad. Like so, for the first developers, developers, developers. <laughs> for the first like 15 minutes, it was it was like um like a a, a color bar code screen, like a prompt, like. Uh-huh. From the broadcast oh, truck, like, like we've cut the signal. Yeah, it oh, looked like that, and it had like music, like elevator music underneath oh God, it. Oh like and then something's gone wrong. We'll be and right then back. like the feed would start, and it would stop, and it'd go back to that feed, and then mm. it would start up again. Oh, nice! But now it's been like three minutes, but now you're watching the very beginning of it, and then you know Tim Cook starts speaking, and you just hear like some woman speaking in Mandarin, like translating over it. <laughs> and then it would drop. And I mean it was it was bad. Oh it was gosh. really bad. 
Uh, and um, yeah, they, so yeah, and then they go on to like announce Apple Pay and all this stuff. It's like guys, I don't. Dude, I, I can't. If, I yeah, if know. I can't, no, I, you can't even trust them with their with your photos. How are you gonna trust them? Oh, with that them? was a big thing too. Yeah, the, the fapping or oh, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. But they they claim that it wasn't a breach of the iCloud system. That's what they claim. So it was just but like I'm not sure how else got hacked or something. I, yeah, but how? I mean, well, I mean, the same way you get fished for your like bank account stuff. It happens at the it happens at the transaction level. You yeah, but then at that your, case, your iCloud password is password. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. You can try, but yeah, you can try. Well, now they've got the two the two form factor. Well, they should they should have had that mm-hmm. to begin with. To be two honest, factor authentication. Yeah, two factor authentication. Google has it. That's but great. Google is, wasn't Google breached by like a Russian mob or something, and like this Russian mob is just sitting on a database of Gmail passwords. Oh God, I, I heard that 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 is that true. The data is pretty outdated. That's what I had heard. That they what they don't think they don't think that somebody like got in there like a smash and grab of a bunch of data at once. Uh-huh. They think that they through like phishing means more than likely kind of gathered up all this information over time. Oh, okay. So, so I think I don't know if that's coming from Google or or whomever, but I think actually that's more likely though. It's yeah, I think that. So I think the the attitude was like. Yeah, they have a bunch of information, but it's probably outdated. You know what I mean? Uh, like, mm-hmm. I think that was kind of the. It kind of got shrugged off because of that, you know. Yeah, I was downplaying it. They're like, "Oh God, they have everything." Yeah. <laughs> what am I gonna say? Oh no, they had nothing, guys. Don't even yeah. worry about it. Just change your password. They don't. They knocked on our door. <laughs> they roughed us up, but we just gave them a bunch of fake passwords. Is it, oh, we should do that. We should just like <laughs> knock on their door and be like, "Give us every single YouTube channel oh, ever." Pretty please. It'll be like was it? It'll be like uh, what was that movie with Al Pacino and uh, what's his name? The Godfather. No, Scarface. Uh, no, John Cazale, where they go in and they rob a bank and it goes terribly wrong. It's like Dog's Day Afternoon or something. Or? I haven't seen that. Wait, not Reservoir Dogs. No, 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 no. no. It's uh, it's John Cazale and uh, uh, Al Pacino and they go in and they're trying to rob a bank and it goes terribly, terribly wrong. Uh, and I think John Cazale gets killed at the end. Spoilers. For this movie, we don't know. <laughs> I was gonna look it up, but now ah, <laughs> you should you should watch it. It's a brilliant movie. I mean, he, he, this guy's only been in like he's been in was it a Dog's Day Afternoon, which I think that's the one. He's been in The Godfather. It was like I knew it was you, Fredo. Um, he's been in um, uh, like a CIA like spying movie or something. And but like all every time he's been in it, he's just been brilliant. And then he got cancer and died. So that's that guy's story. But he's a really good actor. He's a really good actor. You should you should I uh, have to look up the name of the movie and put it I'm in pretty the sure I'm pretty sure it's a I'm something. pretty sure it's a dog's day afternoon. We need to finish our site. We need to build the uploader. Yeah. <laughs> if we need to build the uploader, we need to build a publishing tool, we need to fix the, the fucked up tags for and then oh, and then finally install the, the date. Yeah, the date. It's always today. I did that on purpose. Um and then we need to um pub- actually publish to the iTunes. <laughs> iTunes store. So this is good because we have like a nice backlog. You know yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. god. We, they're like, they're, they're like hit, the missing tapes. We'll hit the market and people will be like, "Oh, these guys have been around a while." Yeah, yeah we, they've already they've already have four like pod, four podcasts. Oh, speaking like, of which, next next um on October third to October ten, I am in Chiapas, so I will not be able to record the podcast. Son of a bitch. But I don't think I think like I think it's only one Sunday that we miss. Telecom you in, you know, get like a Skype session up. <laughs> Just like that breaks apart. And yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It'll be great. We'll be like, then, what do you then think? Then we'll be a real podcast because yeah. we'll try to interview somebody that's not there like we'll try you know yeah. and it's always weird like yeah either like the guy sounds super weird it's like or, what that what <laughs> yeah it's like the classic like you know and now you know we, we throw to you 
and then they like stare at the screen Thanks. all yeah. too long, and then you start talking, and immediately when they start talking, you think they would? Like, they would you think they would have figured out a faster stream by now, right? You would think so. They should just have like a really like shitty lows because they don't need to see each other that well. Like just like they probably see each other like on a daily basis anyway, right? So they should just yeah, have, just like, take the send video over, like a single just picture every know. thirty seconds. It's like oh yeah, you could just do, oh yeah, you could make just sure do, he's still there. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe the latency is not on the... Or put his face, like, on la- the Maybe speaker. the latency is not on the receiving side, but on the sending side. Could be. So it could be that, it like, he gets it when he gets it, and they get it in real time, and then the delay over them staring is when they send it back. Probably. So you don't think it's, like, a combination of the delay on both sides, you know? No, they, they actually, you're actually probably right. They're probably just sending them audio, mm. and then when the video comes back, comes back with latency, that's probably what's going on there. Or actually, or maybe I'm giving these these people too much credit. Yes. <laughs> they probably don't know shit. Well, when we uh, get is. super big and we open up our you know our own TV channel station, then yeah, we'll there know. you go. Then we'll, then we'll know. It out. Do yeah. you know what I've I had a brilliant idea? Like, right. I shouldn't have given those guys a hard time. Actually, it's fucking hard. <laughs> oh, God. I was like, oh my god. Actually, I had a not a brilliant idea. Actually, it's probably a terrible idea. I had an idea the other day. Um, you know how I told you that what was missing from Netflix is like that like random. Because the whole thing about cable is that you put it on and they'll have like a back to the future. It's just like yeah, TV feature. Yeah. It, it, it's just curated it's just content. just like forcing something on you. Like, yeah, it's curated. Right. Yeah, you're like, okay, back to the future marathon. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> they need like cheesy like, up next, back to the future part two. Well, that's the thing. They have like, like, the, they have, like the... I don't want to watch that. Yeah, oh, well. X action so, well, actually, <laughs> No, but like their algorithm's gone so good. They're like, yeah, actually, I really could do yeah. back to the future too. I know I've been marathoning Archer these past four hours. Was it because they're throwing like... This like was it the Max character at you? It was like, hey, welcome to Netflix. And I'm like, all right. I'm oh, that thing. I fucking hate that thing. But anyways, um, so they're throwing that at you, and they have like the, the their groupings by like genre. And I was looking at that, and I was looking at their site, and I was like, you know, I could probably scrape it, make a database of what they have available mm-hmm. as like their like catalog, um, and then generate an algorithm to link it together the way that you could create channels kind of on cable and then slap it on top of Netflix and then it'd be like I don't know I mean you could probably utilize the, it, the problem is they killed their API though oh did they? yeah oh, like oh did they? yeah they killed it like a couple years ago maybe not even that long ago but um, yeah they used to have like a really open API so there were like websites that would be like you know watch these movies because they're going to drop off Netflix in a couple days or whatever. Oh, yeah, so people would use the too. API for things like Their that. And they, they closed it out. Yeah, so they, they as of right now, I don't think they don't uh, have an time official to get the, Time to get the scrapers out and start doing searches. Well, but you got to keep scraping it, though, because yeah. like the stuff goes up and then goes down. Like I, I've seen things where I'm just like, I'm going to watch that. I just have no and time. Like, I come back a month later, it's, like, it's gone. Gone. You're like, Ugh. Well, I, okay, I that's read what, this article about a guy... Because he was he started he was curious about the um, the categorizations right so it'd be like you know heartfelt uh, buddy comedies or whatever you mm-hmm. know so basically like he he I don't know how he did it but he, he figured out like through their website some way to get a complete list of all of their different categories like mm-hmm. the categories that they create basically. Yeah. Um, and it's something crazy. It's like twenty seven hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, so that's what like we need to we need to go in, do that, figure that out, and then you could slap like an OAuth like style thing between your application and their stuff. But that would be slick. And then you could just have like you could just have like the thing. So you go into this service, you can call it whatever you want, like uh, 
say that thing's called like Netflix, or you can call this like Net Couch or something stupid, yeah. right? And then um, and then you can go, you can do it, and you can, you can go down through it. And then there'll be like Skinamax, right? And there'll be like all the like sort of saucy, like, yeah, yeah, any like content or Mr. Skin, yeah, that you can like link against like the IMDb database to figure out what the fuck, right? And then you could just have that, and you could have like the like the '80s channel, and then you got Groundhog Day, and like just well, shit. they have like a very lame version of that right now, which is you can kind of share something, you know, It'd be like I want you know everybody to see this. See, but, but, see, like, but I don't understand why they don't do that. If they did that, if they just had like. Just give me like shit, and then but use whatever like co- content you have. Just generate something and just play, like make me a playlist, right? Yeah, they're missing that, and I don't well, know. Like, well, you can do you can do that on YouTube, right? So YouTube has obviously millions oh, yeah, just, of oh, videos, and, we'll a bunch of, and you can yeah make your own oh, P- playlist. PL you know? the PL play, PL blah 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 blah. They they have hashes for that. It's like PL and then some fucking hash. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's just exactly it's like a it's like an ordered. Q of video, but that is a, that's a is that if it PL and the hashes like if it's a playlist of channels and then UU like plus hashes if it's a playlist if it's a video playlist from one channel, mm. it's really really bizarre. I don't know. But um, but yeah, like, they're, they're, do you think it's like a legal thing that they're not doing that, or do you well, think you they're know, just it's stupid? A, kind of a trip is like you know I was talking about how they pulled the API right, so it seems like if you look at Netflix from like a, from that kind of a standpoint, mm-hmm. they've actually taken a lot of steps back. Because I remember back in the day, um, even before they started doing the streaming service, me and my buddies all had accounts. And um, Wait, so if they didn't stream it, what did they do before? Well, you, you got the download. DVD in the mail. Yeah, that was... <gasps> oh, my God. Were they, were, they, were they originally a DVD, like, service? Yeah. <gasps> oh, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, that was, that was Dude, cool. they were the, the hell? They were the first, like... That's Dude, why. that's insane. <laughs> oh, my that's God. Cause how sad is it no. that that makes me feel old? That's, Dude, that's I, why, <laughs> no, that's why Blockbuster was so afraid of that because you didn't shit. have to go to yeah, the no, to you, Blockbuster. Dude, I thought that, like, they were doing... as a Yeah, and then they added, like, the DVD. And I was like, why would you add the DVD yeah. thing you have, ne- you have they the- were they were the red envelopes you get the red envelope yeah. you'd watch the DVD you'd put oh. it back in the envelope they had different scales you could have like the Dude. one at a time the three at a time the five mm-hmm. at a time oh my god that's crazy so me and my buddies we would well, they we got blown. They got blo- they, that, that service got blown out by Redbox for sure right like, oh, yeah. I think like they kind of they still pulled away it. from it and then Redbox kind of filled the around. void. Yeah. Oh, okay. But they still have it. You can still get the DVDs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some and content that you can only get through DVDs. Exactly. Which Super. that makes me crazy. Yeah, yeah they just, and like bitch stream that shit, fucker. It doesn't make. I mean, it's all the um, you know the studios and all yeah. that stuff well, that put the restrictions on. Wait, that. wait, sorry, I didn't mean to oh, interrupt you. Oh, that's yeah, what yeah. I was gonna say. So back in the day, when it, when it was the DVD only, you could make you had a profile, right? So I had a profile. My friend had a profile. And you could recommend specific movies. You could be like two specific people. Even even with even this is before the streaming. Yeah, you oh, could say like, shit. dude, you should you should get this DVD on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like you could send it to this person, dude. You should watch this. Oh, I can recommend. I mean? Oh, fuck. And that and then they they started taking all that stuff out. And the reason I had heard at the time was that it violated some kind of law. I don't know what. I don't know how. Like I don't Patent really trolls. understand it's that like, at trolls, all. Dude. Like unfair uh, advertising or something. I don't like, know. I have no, well, you know what? You know what could really happen bizarre. is that you can the companies could probably go to people and start paying people directly to. Uh, advertise well, that's like company. I'm sure half the reviews on Amazon are like that. Yeah. That's the new thing is now because you know the, what was reviews. great about the internet was you know oh cool like 
everybody's in, voice can be heard yeah, essentially. And so like, or not I mean, I know that's what I do. Like when I'm shopping for something on Amazon, like whatever fucking oh, vegetable just, peeler. Oh, I'll yeah. do like, okay, oh, yeah, vegetable no. peeler, you know, five stars and above or four stars and above rate by price low to high. That's I, like my go-to. That's stopped me from buying things before where I like look at it and like, oh, this looks really nice. And I look at the comments. It's like two stars, one stars, like fell apart the day I got it. I'm like, no, I'll just get the next one. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to get that and one. So I'm, sh- I'm, I mean, I'm positive that that, that Some of them system s- gets hacked. Oh, you know, by the reviews. Yeah, they either like yeah hire a bunch of dudes to sit there and you know punch out reviews or but uh, you know on a, you on know a corporate level oh, sort okay. of uh, tying back to what you were saying is well, why don't they do this? Uh, I think it also ties back to the remember if you if you watch too many shows I don't know if you've seen had, had this happen to you if you watch a show too many times in a row like you just kind of let it play through it'll pop up with a notification like are you still yeah, watching this show there? yeah I'm like yeah I'm still watching this well I think it is it's sort of like uh, the same thing I've heard for Pandora is if you let TBR. Pandora keep going for too long it'll say like are you still listening to this? Yeah. I think they actually have to pay per content that's being viewed yes so which costs them money so if they if you like want a TV you know feature from them it's going to end up costing them more because they have to pay each studio well no that's the thing that's the thing if you slap something in front of it it would be per request so you have like a running schedule right Mm. and then you would just immediately insert them yeah like when they hit that channel it's like okay you're at 45 minutes of red dawn yeah you're yeah you're 45 minutes of red dawn and then yeah just on tail boom and then oh i see what you're saying but oh well i think it still is gonna cost netflix money because netflix is like hey why is everybody on red dawn it's gonna skew their metrics it's gonna fuck everything up (laughs) it's gonna be great (laughs) like why is this guy but you know it's funny because you mentioned the um you know the kind of the corporate and the pay side of it is that um there was a band that made a record and put it on Spotify, right? It was like mm-hmm. 10 tracks. Each track was a minute long, and it was silent. So it's 10 tracks... Of silence? Of silence. Huh. And so it's a, it's, you know, it's a 10-minute record with nothing on it. And so they just kind of like said to their fans, like, hey, like, do us a favor. Just like put this on before you go to bed. You know what I mean? And they didn't have a ton of fans, like maybe a 1,000 or whatever. So... But you get, you know, a thousand people streaming that record for like eight hours a day, right? And the band, I think they, Spotify had to cut them a commission check for like five grand or something. Whoa. Yeah. Just because they, you know, kind of what it. he was saying, they just racked it up. So obviously then Spotify changed their terms. And they were and like, hold the record. Yeah, like, fuck you guys, you can't yeah. do that. But I, I think they still had to cut them the check was kind of the way that ended. Oh, speaking of the reviews, actually, I've had two two ideas well, today. Not today, but I've, I've had two general ideas that have been floating around in my head for a while. You know how movies have Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. We need, like, Rotten Apples for, like, the Apple App Store reviews because, like, I can't oh, – because yeah. they're so useless. They're there like, used yeah. to be a third-party um, repo, like, repo for, like, all the different apps. I yeah, because have, you, have, you, seen the, have you seen the reviews oh, for it? It's, like, one star. They forgot this one thing that well, I didn't like and I'm just going to flame The review system used to be terrible because I remember I'd go and I'd get, like, Google Chrome and Google Chrome would have two stars. It would be amazing and all the, you know, current reviews would be amazing but there would be, like, one release they did – way back when that was just you know god awful and everyone oh, yeah, was like yeah. one star one star well I mean they, that, they, like, they, 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 they clear it now every time they do an update I think it gets re-cleared oh really yeah and, Ooh, so, a lot, and so a lot of people uh, have been pushing updates to clear just out bad reviews yeah. to, to clear like, out yeah, I read some guy wrote like a big manifesto on how Apple could improve their rating system well know? not even that like I think we just need like a curated experience we have experts actually they go in 
and like non-biased and try to like get a real review like um it's really hard to find was it like expert non-biased opinion well i mean like it's like what was it uh g4 tech tv had that what was it x-play the way they did the review was it x-play that did the reviews of the video games yes but they were trying to go for that we need that but for like the app store so people can be like okay what's actually wrong with it what's actually right with it second podcast us do that <laughs> yeah we start another yeah. start another podcast uh, uh, apple like thing reviews and we're like okay this actually but then you need like a, you realize like 90 percent of our reviews are going to be game based i don't know because their their market is so saturated with iphone games oh, yeah. and all of them are, like free to play well you would need like a rating system like wine spectator where like there's an actual like like if you can i think there's like a sheet you can pull out and like start checking off that'll give you the point the pointage at the end oh yeah yeah. so we would need something yeah, like that factor. and then yeah and then it'll be like okay this is what we thought and then this is what it, and it turns out that it is three and a half stars four stars right mm. so, so something like that i think the latest app that i i just put it on my phone like today actually i haven't messed with it yet but it's called acorns have you heard of this no this? so it's an iphone app or whatever i think they have the android version coming out soon and a mobile version but basically what you do is you create an account you like link it with your debit card account or credit card account or whatever you want to do and then let's say like you know whatever i drive through and get a burger and it was a buck 30 then on my on the acorns app it takes 70 cents right rounds it up to the next dollar takes 70 cents and puts it in an investment fund Hmm. so you basically like it's it's you're storing your acorns ah yeah yeah it's like a way to invest right so instead of you know how it is it's like you know like you should invest but don't. you're like so you're yeah. doing, so they're doing so it at, it's taking like so, so they're doing it at the microtransaction level yeah. putting money away so exactly. it, what is it like like 70 cents on the dollar no 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 he's saying that you rent to the nearest dollar so if it's like a buck 33 yeah then it's going to be 77 cents that goes into your that's what you're talking about right yeah yeah and it's going to be 70 cents that goes into your like, well it wouldn't be 70 it would be 67 right yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get sixty-seven yeah. cents that goes into your bank account. Oh. Gotcha. So, so I can do math. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. So, it, like, things this rounds up. So, if you so spend like a buck ninety-nine, it puts one penny in. Okay, so that's pretty good. Gotcha. Okay, so I want it, that. It, it just whatever you're, it's going to cost you like an extra dollar for everything that you spend, but those extra dollars are going into long-term investments. Yeah, gotcha. exactly. Oh, that's pretty or, cool. So, you, okay, and it's that, an optional have, thing. Does that like, have to be? Can it, can it just be my savings account? Uh. I don't know how they – I don't think so because I think the, the sell for them is that it's going – like, you know, they're managing your investments. Mm-hmm. And so there was some sort of a um, – I can't remember exactly what their what their income model is, like how they make money from it. Um, See, I would like that if I could do it with my own savings account and then I can decide what to do with that money. Yeah, I'll have to mess around with it because I know you specify two accounts. There was like an account that it monitors and then there's an account that you do – your deposits and withdrawals from. Oh. So I don't know if it's possible to set it up, you know, like, so it stores them up and then you can just drain it all into an account. Oh. I'm not really sure. And, you know, and then if there's a transaction fee or something that happens at that point, I'm not really sure. Oh. So maybe that'll be our first acorns. I'm, I'm going to try it out <laughs> this week and then I'll, I'll talk about it next week. We just, we, just, yeah, we, just, no. we just open with a review. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we get it like, you know, app segments you know we're just like yeah, oh, this, this, week, this week i tried x app hey how are we on time uh we're at a buck 15 i think that's good so let's you want to wrap that was good yeah yeah that was good we'll cut out this part where we're saying like oh yeah that's good it's good no, yeah no, you no, can no, edit it. it this is good this is good it's fucking wrong 
We'll do it live. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. We'll keep in the part where the plane flew over the girl. Oh yeah, keep the part in where I like bump the mic too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I keep that's that. really important. It, it brings like a human element. The into big it. tall waveform. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But it just like burst. Somebody's listening. Yeah, they just like throw their headphones out. <laughs> now let's make sure we need some. <laughs> All right. Well, if they, if um, anybody wants to reach us, you can reach us at shootthebit at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at shootthebit. And the site is up. If you go there right now, it just says shove it. But if you go slash feed slash r uh, no slash r slash rss slash iTunes feed, you can subscribe to us. There we go. See, that's legit. You make it like really complicated. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. It. Well, no, legit. it's like slash because there's an right. rss feed. We're gonna make an anime yeah. feed. Log into our bulletin slash rss <laughs> request permission. Uh, we'll fetch you if you. If you need to pass in. Uh, was yeah. it the uh, query parameter? <laughs> uh, fuck me <laughs> on the asshole. Is it it true. Make sure to URL encode it, and then it'll be good. Right. So this is Lewis. This is Greg. And this is Chris. And until right. next time, peace. See you. Peace Take in the Middle East.